Welcome back. Um, it's going to be an interesting episode, um, but uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, you'll probably hear a little bit of something in the background, but uh, instead of highway noise, you want to tell us what it is, Ciara? Yes. <laughs> we are at the beach, and so the noise you might be hearing is wind and waves of the ocean. We are currently sitting in the van, yes. so... We have to swing the microphone back and forth um, between each of us uh, when we want to talk because the setup is a little different. But it feels really nice to be in the van and at the beach. So um, yeah, we we want to kind of I guess catch you all up on this last week, why we're at the beach right now, what's going on in our life. Um, Reagan is. Opening up some chip chocolate chip cookies that we made that are wicked good. Crunch, crunch. Um. You, sound, you sound like you're about to fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Let's get some pep in your step, ladies. And one. And a one. And a two. And a one, two, three, go! <laughs> um. So. I, I guess uh, we're talking about um, change and <laughs> <laughs> and um, taking time off and rest and um, let's talk about it. Right. Yeah. I hope the the swinging and the creaking of the microphone does not get too boring. But it's probably just gonna be awkward silence for a second between. Probably. It just means we can't talk over each other. Cool. Um. Yeah, so, uh, this last week's been an interesting one. Um, I think some of you know, but Ciara had, uh, a, our maker's market. Yes. The Pecan, is it the Pecan Street Collective? Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's right. Yeah, that's what it's called. The Pecan Collective. Pecan Collective. It's not pecan, it's pecan. It's pecan. It's pecan. Anyway, so she's been preparing for this since, like, what? June. June? I feel like I have to shout. Does my voice show up on there when I'm this far away? It does, but it's going to be really quiet. So this is why we, we can't talk over each other, baby. Oh. One person talks at a time. <laughs> we have a talking stick now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... I'm introducing this. Okay. So Ciara was taking, was getting ready for the Pecan Collective, um, and that's kind of dominated her thoughts, mm-hmm. and her her efforts and her work. Um, you know, she doesn't have a job uh, at a company right now, um, so uh, that's been her priority: is is make stuff. She had goals and everything set, and she was working real hard on it. And, uh, in the last week, leading up to the day, August 5th, um, she had to babysit, uh, my niece, um, which, uh, which was a great opportunity and we're grateful for it, but, um, it really kind of made her, <coughs> excuse me, made her unable to, like, really prepare 
in the week leading up. Um, it just got really stressful. Um, but uh, we all pulled it together, and uh, the day came, and, and we showed up for five hours, and um, and it was it was great. Um, and I'm gonna pass it over to Ciara to talk about uh, what was your experience during the collective, your first collective. Uh, so tell me about it. Tell me how you felt, and um, what happened. Okay, it's like an interview. It is like an interview. Um. So yeah, the Pecan Collective. Um, <laughs> was my first art market art fair thing um yeah it was it was good it was fun i enjoyed being out there and i really just enjoyed like putting my stuff up um setting up my little booth and being available for like people to see my stuff um the location that i chose because well the way the way it worked was um when i signed up for this collective in June, um, you you have to pay for your spot. So you have to pay for your booth. You have to bring your own table. And there are um, different areas that cost different uh, amounts of money to reserve. Um, in the parking lot of the coffee shop um, is where the most foot traffic is. Um, I think it was like 35 or $40 to reserve um, your booth spot for that part. And you have to bring your own big tent, like, you know, like a tent you see at the beach or something. Um, which I didn't, we don't have. And so a cheaper uh, spot that was already covered, as far as the overhead covering, was across the street um, at a store called Ruffles and Rust. Um, and it was only $10. So I'm like, you know, $10 sounds good to me. It's my first market. $10 is what I can afford for my, um, for, to reserve my spot. Um, so, unfortunately, it was 102 degrees, it has been like every single freaking day here, but, um, one, one of the factors that I'm, I'm thinking that, like, made the foot traffic not great and people weren't really out was because it was so hot, um, also because the place that I was, and there was one other, um, vendor next to me at, like, across the street and then kind of inconvenient. You had to, like, jaywalk across the street to get there. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, nobody really walked over there unless they were going into the store that I was posted up in front of. Um, so I didn't really get too many people looking at my stuff, which, like, I was hoping to sell more than I did. I only sold three things. Um, so there was a little bit of disappointment there, but... For the most part, I was happy that I um, was able to be out there in the first place, and just to like get my stuff out and make make stuff, especially um, uh, at the coffee shop Reagan works at at um, Summer Moon. Um, there are a good amount of regulars who see me knitting there because I'm pretty much knitting there every day. Reagan works there, um, and so one of our friends, Emily, um, she came by and she's a regular at the coffee shop and it was cool for her to see um the fruition of like what i'm always knitting every single day just like having my little rack of clothes out there that i made was pretty cool um so it was a fun experience i enjoyed it i do wish more people saw my stuff because i was hoping that that would be where i get attention for my website for my my small business um 
but <clears throat> but now it's um on to the next thing pretty much um i've got a couple commissions to do um and and then i'll probably sign up for another fair to work towards um but it's right now it's nice to just like take a break we we came to the beach on spontaneity and we're just like this week has been a lot we need a break we need to rest there are some other things that happened last week that were um very mentally emotionally taxing um so having a couple days we drove to um port aransas which is a beach yo he running after the umbrella oh no <laughs> oh my oh Oh, it's coming oh, this it might way. Oh, hit our van. Uh-oh. It's tumbling. They sprinting after... Okay, so the wind... <laughs> the wind has blown... Okay, they got it. This rainbow umbrella um, up on the beach, and these two teenage warriors were, like, running after it. It was kind of funny. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we came to this beach. It's about a four-and-a-half, five-hour drive away from Austin um, just to seek solitude and rest and take some time off. Oh no! Oh, okay. Okay, your turn, baby. Well, okay, so I was gonna ask you, um, so you had high hopes for this collective, and you worked really hard on a lot of really awesome stuff. Thank you. And, um, you had the best opportunity you had. So you did everything right on your end, and you had a great, a great setup. These cute, some really cool products. Really good pricing, I think, compared to a lot of other things there. Um, Thanks. So, tell me about how you're dealing with this disappointment. Um, <laughs> I know it's coming on the heels of a hard, uh, busy week. You've been doing a lot more than you usually have been doing. Um, and so, it all sort of culminated in this day that, you know, we, we, were, we were celebrating the fact that we even showed up and like participated and that's a that's a win in and of itself but like when your expectations aren't met how do you deal with that uh disappointment um for me oh gosh um i guess it depends on how disappointed i am but this 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 disappointment okay um on a scale of one to ten how disappointed are you Four and a half. Four and a half. Yeah, I'm not super disappointed. Like I, it did not put me in a bad mood for the rest right. of time. But um, I think that I feel like there was. I have a healthy amount of disappointment at this moment. Now I'm more like trying. I'm thinking forward. Yes. Ahead to like. Okay, like, I, I've got stuff lined up already, you know, right. like, I've got projects I'm doing currently. This isn't the end of your world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm working on things, and mm-hmm. I have to keep going so that I can meet, right. um, so I can put stuff out and make, yeah. do commissions and all that. Um, I think, um, there's a level, though, that, like, every piece that I made, I made, I made eight. I believe I made eight garments of clothing. Um, over the last two months, okay. um, in each each garment that I made, I made I made um, mostly tank tops, so I did make two crop sweaters. 
Um, and so each garment that I made was like I put everything into it. I was doing it as best as, as I could um, to make it good quality. Woven all the ends of everything. Some things took longer than others did. Um, I was trying to get variety. So like I, I wasn't half-assing anything. I just I put all of my energy as far as like um, I put all of my like um, intent and work into each pot each piece that I made. Yeah. Um, so, and honestly, while I was making everything, my fear was that I'd sell out. Really? Yeah. My fear wow. was that I'd sell out and have nothing. Wow. And I was trying to make as much as I could. Um, and saying that, it seems like I was thinking that people would buy it up, but like, mm-hmm. I was thinking it's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. If... I've, if it's heavily trafficked, right. and I, I think I was just thinking the demographic that yeah. was not there would be there, like t- teenage, 20-somethings, like girls yeah. who, I don't know, Austin, like people who, like college, I don't know, like um, the people that, like, are the, you, you see on Pinterest when you, like, right. if you look up knit or crochet sweater, the person who's wearing it. So what I'm hearing you say is that you did not see your target audience there and um that you were planning for a higher level of foot traffic Mm -hmm. um when because of circumstances you didn't get this you didn't get the foot traffic yeah Yeah. so how does this answer the question of how you deal with disappointment um uh well, the way I dealt with it was, like, you know, we're packing up, the collective is over, um, I recalled the event, I, like, I know how much I put into what I made, I know the value of everything that I made, and I know how much it was priced, and it was priced for good reason, so, um, even though the turnout wasn't what I wanted it to be, mm-hmm. I still walked away being proud of myself, yeah. because I, like, the disappointment of everything not selling or even like like I didn't even hope that everything sold on my first right. try I was I was hoping to sell at least three garments I only sold one um, and um, the disappointment with that I I think I just like I knew that I did the best I could and <laughs> this is reminding me of so the CrossFit Games <laughs> the CrossFit Games just wrapped up yesterday oh. Um, I don't know how many of you listeners are tuned into the CrossFit Games, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but it's pretty good. But like, oftentimes what you'll hear from the athletes who like didn't do as well as they thought they would, um, or as they hoped or that they've been training for, like, they're like, you know, as long as I put it all out on the floor and like every workout, I put my best forward even though, like, I came in second or sixth in the world or whatever, like, I'm still, I'm proud of what I put down, and next year I'm going to be better. And that's kind of how I feel about this, like, I know, I know the value of the stuff I made, and I know how hard I worked for those things, and, um, there, there was, like, a couple projects where, like, I was going through some emotional stuff while I was making that project, so when I look at it, I remember the phone call with my mom that I had while I was making that, or I remember, um our financial situation while I was making another piece or something. Um, 
So to me, like, I know that I did all that I could and that I was proud of. Like, I was proud of everything that I made Mm -hmm. before we walked out to the Mm -hmm. collective and, like, hung it up. Right. So for myself, that that made the disappointment not hit so deep because I already knew, like, everything else... Like, just being out there, I was proud of myself for, like, getting that far. Everything Uh else is out of my control. Yeah. So, it's easier for me to deal with that disappointment when it's not, when it's not, like, because of me. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Because there there have been other... It's not because you let yourself down. I was going to keep it. (laughs) It's not because you let yourself down. It's because of things outside of your control. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, like... There's only so much that we can control. Let, let it be, let it be. Okay. There's only so much that we can, like, control around, like, making sales and connecting to the audience. Right. It's it's kind of just, like, we just do what we can. Right. We show up, put it out there, and what happens, happens. Yeah. And you succeeded at doing that. You did it great. And I'm really proud of you, and I'm really glad that you did it. Thanks. Um, I did want to ask, so uh, you did get some sales, which is mm-hmm. still more than nothing. Yeah. Um, shout out to my sister <laughs> and, uh, and Emily yeah. um, for coming out and supporting us. Honestly, they were, our my family, our family and friends were the only ones that actually kind of came over and talked to us, um, besides like the event coordinator. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, with that being, with talking about the disappointment, like how how do we how do you how are you can you t- tell me about tell me about how the feeling of excitement that Emily bought a couple of things and Heidi bought something, um, and it was cool to like see cash flow come in like right. like that's a win, yeah. you know. Um, so tell me about how you're feeling, how you deal with. Uh, or what's it, what's the experience like for you to have that positive experience, and also the uh, disappointment at the same time? <laughs> um, the positive seeing Emily uh, hold up my hold up a, a tank top that I made that um, that was honestly one of my favorite ones, um, and she she said like. She was watching me make it, and while I was making it, she was hoping that it would be there, and just, like, <laughs> seeing her be like, I've, I wanted this one, I'm so glad you have it, and stuff like that, and buying it, and hoping that it fits her and everything, was just, like, it was so cool to me to see something, like, the particular tank top that she bought, that was the first Patrick tank top that I made, that I didn't even know if that was gonna work, and so it was, like, this experimental thing that when it finally when I made it I was like wait that looks like a tank top that looks really cool and it was really nice to um it was a cool feeling having that idea like that idea came straight from my brain like I hadn't seen that style of shirt like anywhere knitted anywhere and so I felt like I was sharing um like uh, my creativity with her and I really hope it fits (laughs) <laughs> so that she can wear it and be yeah. like, you know, this is so cool. Um, but it was, it's, it, it's such a weird, it's a, a special thing, um, because I, seeing like the keychains go and, um, like Heidi bought a keychain, strapped it to her keys. Um, 
and um, and it was it. It's cool to see my yeah. touch on something um, that somebody else likes. It's not just like mm-hmm. I think it's cool, but right. other people think it's also cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your other question? Oh, that just just tell me about how it feels feeling two things at once, the positive and the negative. And the um, there was a lot of hope there that day too, like, yeah. Emily bought a keychain and a tank top, and I was so thankful, and it was such a cool feeling to be like, wow, like, I, I, I know how hard I worked on that, mm-hmm. and you like it, and you bought it, and I feel good, and I also hope that somebody else buys something, because by the time em- Emily came around, there was only, like, three hours left yeah. of the, the collective, and we had been out there for, like, two and a half hours or yeah. something, um, and Heidi came around a little bit, but she got a keychain and nobody else got anything um so yeah there's this the disappointment of i wanted the turnout to be better like i wanted to talk to more people about how i made this and Uh like um and i wanted more people to like i prepared for um to have enough to sell everything um so yeah i mean obviously I had a goal in mind of what I wanted to reach, and I didn't reach it, so it is it's a little disappointing, um, but I'm not, like, I know that I have enough of myself, right. like, an, I have what it takes to do yes. another collective or another fair, mm-hmm. and um, possibly succeed, depending on right. the outside circumstances. I mean, I feel like you succeed in this one. You succeeded by showing up. Yeah. You just didn't meet all your expectations. Right. Um, and I wanted to ask, so if you could say something <laughs> to yourself back in June okay. when you were encouraged to join this collective, or if you could say something to another aspiring artisan who has an opportunity to join a collective for the first time, a maker's market, and, um, and uh, after having your experience... The preparation, the planning, the actual day, the experience of the day, um, what would you say to both yourself and also to uh, somebody, like a listener, who's considering joining a maker's market like this? That's a good question. (laughs) Um, I think I would say that the first, the first, um, market is important and um whatever outcome it is it's valuable to have the experience in the practice and um there's something to be learned from anything um i think like something that i'm thankful for is even though everything didn't sell, yeah. I'm so much of a better knitter now mm-hmm. that I made all those things. Right. Um, and I spent the time knitting, and mm-hmm. like I'm a faster knitter. Right. I like the stitches are more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I know what a collective looks like. I know what a fair looks like. So next time, mm-hmm. I enter one, whether it's the same one or a different type of um, artisan fair, like mm-hmm. I kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, So, I guess if I were talking to myself in June, I would encourage myself to, um, 
probably make do what I can, but don't be too pressed about making everything perfect, um, because it's going to be a great experience anyway. Um, and I, I really do think that um, being proud of yourself before you hear anything from anybody else mm -hmm. in in this situation and definitely in other situations, mm -hmm. um, especially like fitness. I don't know, fitness is one of those things too. Um, but like when you're proud of yourself with what you've made, with what you control, mm -hmm. can control, um, before showing everybody like, hey, this is my thing. Um, right. Also, like the fact if you're confident confident with um, what you've made or your product or your art or whatever, then that other people can see that. Right. Like, I didn't. I feel like I didn't really get the chance too much to show people that because mm -hmm. there wasn't enough foot traffic for people to really look at my table. But um, like, I was confident in my products. Um, I know how long it took me to make it, and I know, like, the process of it, um, so to them, that would show them that, like, mm -hmm. I'm not just selling something that I think is kind of cool, like, right. especially when you put so many hours and time into it, mm -hmm. um, I think that's the most important thing, honestly, if there's anybody who's trying to do a similar thing, or starting something, or thinking about starting, whatever, yeah. um, if, when you can be proud of yourself, or you know that you did all that you could to make something great. Mm -hmm. um, no matter what happens with foot traffic, with people, with family, whatever. And that also goes for, like, forgiving a family member. You've done all you can on your end and, like, right. you can't control, like, we... The last episode, if you didn't <laughs> listen to that one. Um, yeah, then you can um, be more... I feel like you... Like, I was encouraged, I encouraged myself, mm -hmm. and Reagan being there was super encouraging, and seeing our friends was really great, but before, like, when I showed up, I already knew, like, I was giving myself the pep talk, too. Like, if, if yeah. nothing sells, the fact that I made it here, the fact that I signed up in the first place, the fact that I kept this goal, mm -hmm. and I kept making things not knowing how it would happen, like, I was telling myself in June and July and in the like the first couple of days of August like I'm investing in my business yeah. like I'm currently not making any money I'm currently just making um, product but I'm investing in to August 5th yeah. and even though the outcome wasn't great I made $55 on August 5th so that's even though it's a small um, amount like that goes back into my small business so I did something. It's better than nothing. And even if I didn't, um, even if I didn't even sell a keychain, like right. still showing up there would be investing into like my business and myself with the the practice of all that knitting, um, the experience of being in the collective. I don't know. I mean, like the all that stuff is on Instagram. Right. Um, the Pecan Collective. Um, like advertising and everything so even though I didn't sell stuff I, well as much as I thought there maybe somebody on Instagram sees it and is like oh hey so I hope this isn't boring I'm bored talking about this now
Do you have any more questions for me? No. I'm all out of questions. In fact, I was going to pivot and talk about art as a whole and creative creative lifestyle. Um, Also, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. My back and my hip hurts (laughs) um there's no padding over here in this corner um so i'll probably we'll probably wrap it up we're at 28 minutes um but uh i just wanted to talk a little bit about art um i'm i'm an artist i'm a painter um and i want to make that work as a as a lifestyle as a as a career um, I was thinking about this today when I was fishing because I believe we all need to have hobbies that we do for fun um, and they are only for fun they're only for entertainment and relaxation and for some people painting is that hobby um, but some for some reason I guess the way I am like painting is not like that I don't see it as a hobby I see it as something that I really want to see work as a career fishing is a hobby and I'm okay with that being a hobby. I have very basic beginner introductory equipment. It's fun to just get out there and do it. It's nice to do it. Disc golf is a hobby. I have enough to do it. I show up. I do the hobby. Walk around the woods. It's fun. You know, it's a good time. Um, I have a couple other hobbies. Rock climbing. Cool hobby. Um, I, I would love to do more of it, but uh, I would never want to make it like a career. I would never want to make it, like, my whole personality. I would never want to be, like, Alex Honnold or Adam Andra or or uh, Magnus Mitbo or any of the, um, like, world-class climbers that um, they literally make their living climbing and um, they have, like, uh, YouTube channels dedicated to their climbing and, and they do climbing content on, on online. Like, like I wouldn't want to do that. I, I would want that to be art. Um, and so this weekend has really been, like, an, an effort in rest from work. So I didn't bring any painting stuff today, or this, this weekend. Um, and it feels great, actually. I drew a little bit today, and that was fun. Um, just drawing sketching for fun. But um, uh, we, we really wanted to step away and, and rest and... Um, something about rest is, uh, a little side tangent, um, on rest, yesterday was not restful. We were gone from the house all day, on our way to the vacation, but it was not restful, it felt weird. Um, it was stressful, um, we showed up at a beach, Magnolia Beach, that ended up being whack, and the vibes were just off. Uh, we went to a town called Port Lavaca, hoping that it would be something more like Port Aransas, and it was not. It kind of sucked. It was really mid. Um, so then we had to pivot and come to Port A. Um, and then all afternoon and evening, I just was feeling restless and bored and um, couldn't really rest and relax. We walked into the water some, and that was nice and all, but I just felt weird. Um, and it wasn't until this morning when we woke up that I actually started feeling somewhat restful. Um, and uh, I don't remember exactly what happened when we first got up, but um, I think we had some breakfast. That was nice. Um, I was going to make myself coffee, but we ended up going to the local coffee shop. Um, Barefoot Beans! Barefoot Beans! Mm-hmm. Really cute place here in Port A. I might work there, honestly. I'm talking to 
talking to the the people there, <laughs> possibly gonna work there seasonally. Um, but uh, yeah, it wasn't until we walked in there and sat down, started charging our equipment, um, that I started to actually start feeling restful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we left that place and we went, got some food at the grocery store, and that was kind of a weird vibe as well. Um, but uh, what really started turning it around was when we got to um, the jetties. I was going to fish some. We got to the jetties, um, and uh, I got my stuff ready, <laughs> and we, you know, we ate lunch, um, listening to lo-fi. That was, that was really chill. Um, and then I got my stuff and went to the jetty for an hour and a half um, by myself, just casting stuff in there. And uh, didn't catch anything, but like we're talking about, with the collective the point is not to catch anything the point is to show up um so i showed up and when i got back and was hanging with ciara i was actually really just enjoying myself and doing nothing Mm -hmm. but like laying there and eating some chips there wasn't even like music or anything to like like stimulate me i was just there and the wind was blowing and it felt nice in the van, in the shade, and um, that's when I really started to feel like I was resting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my takeaway from that is that if you are feeling, if I'm if I'm ever feeling overworked, uh, I need to let myself have more than just a couple hours at a time <laughs> to try to rest um, and give myself a broader window um, to start decompressing uh, it takes some time to really truly get into a restful place um so anyway um and that's important to me because i'm i feel like work is starting to get into a better shape frame of reference in my mind um i'm starting to see art as like a legitimate career i can it's not just a passion that i'm like oh i'm passionate about art i want to do this it's like you know, this is a career, and I can take some steps right now to, like, start building it. Um, part of that's been following some more artists on Instagram. And I don't mean just, like, artsy-looking people. I mean people on Instagram that are actively creating, that are actively doing it as a career and are, or are trying to do it as a career and are, like, further ahead than I am. Um, trying to engage with them. And actually, I'm engaging with one right now, um, talking to one. Uh, when I followed him, uh, he actually gave me a follow, or he messaged me back and was like, hey, like, just curious, like, what what interests you about my page? And I told him about it. I told him, like, clearly, I was like, I was scrolling through reels, and I saw your reel about this, and I was like, ha, that's relatable. And then I um, went to your page, and I saw some other pieces, and I was like, yo, that's like, I really connect to that. And so then I followed him. Um, and... Uh, so he put a reel out that I also related to uh, today. Um, I put it to my story. Mm. He shared, he, he thanked that me for that. Um, cool. So like we've started to engage in like discourse about it. He replied to my comment. I recommented on his reel. He replied to my comment, um, that kind of thing. And, uh, and it's cool because like he's, he's doing, he's, he's kind of where I would like to be. Mm. Um, not long term, but like I think the next good step for me which is regularly grinding on social media about my art, regularly uh, doing what I can to sell pieces, making it 
in a sellable format, you know, um, taking it seriously as a, as a career. Um, the, the reel he posted today was, uh, about how, uh, in our career is like, you have to show up every day, mm -hmm. every day, uh, you have to show up and every day you do something is like a small brick, mm. um, that you put on the, on a pile. And at first it doesn't seem like a lot and it seems like it's kind of pointless, but you just keep putting brick after brick after brick after brick after brick and um, eventually it starts building something. Um, so I really, really connected to that. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, it is inspiring, but I'm, I'm in a season of life where I'm seeing that inspiration and motivation, while it has a place, it's not what gets work done. Good. And that's a word right there. Yeah. That's a word right there. Inspiration and motivation are good, but that place in f of mind is not where work gets done. Mm -hmm. Work gets done when you stand up and, and do something. <laughs> work gets done when you sit down and do something. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not sure whether to use sit down or stand up, but for whatever your particular craft is, when you show up and you do something, mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be... A master class it doesn't have to be a masterpiece um, you have to show up and do something um, and uh, yeah I mean I, that that kind of ties to a conversation I was having with one of the regulars at, at the coffee shop um, the other day um, uh, we were talking about about sketchbooks we were talking about um, how sketchbooks are the place to explore and if you're a draw, if you either you, if either either if you draw or if you paint or something like that, like sketchbooks are are the place where you do the exploration and the experimentation, and then your your actual pieces are like, like this like a performance. Mm. It's like a, perf a a performance of art. And um, if your only practice happens when you're performing, mm -hmm. then your your growth will be small. Yeah. Um, you're going to be over analytical see everything as failure <laughs> see everything as like less than um but if you create a safe space for that exploration in a sketchbook um then your actual performance is i.e the the finalized piece of work that you do um will be more developed and uh and viewers can see that and that's that's what makes the difference between a, a kindergartner scrawling with, with crayon and like Jean-Michel Basquiat, you know, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> while and while some people could look at the two and be like, oh, Basquiat's look exactly like a kid with a crayon. Mm. Um, I think I think that's that's what makes artists look at it and be like, no, you know what? That's actually a piece of self-expression right. that uh, that is chaotic and convoluted and multi-dimensioned and. Oh. Um, um, is real you know so um yeah if <sighs> I, I i i feel that i am starting to move past the crippling self-doubt mm. of my art career and into the beginning of a um, self-love based discipline to to take action um to toward this end so um also, I don't think I ever told you this, Ciara, but I was talking with another regular mm -hmm. uh, who's also a creative person and wants to make a living 
in a creative field. Um, and it was very trippy to talk to him a little bit because I began to see someone who is where I used to be. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And like, like almost like I've grown, <laughs> you know, almost like I've grown and developed and gained confidence. And I was talking with them about, about pursuing you know, a creative career when family and like close ones either have doubts or have discouragement about it or say that it should be minimized as an option um and he's really wrestling with that and and it was really interesting to talk to him about it because i was realizing i am kind of getting past that mm-hmm. like that's where i used to be for a very long time and and like i'm getting to be past that i'm like whoa <laughs> i've <laughs> i've got it was it was kind of one of those op- moments where you can like stop and look back and see how far you've come you know, um, so it was really cool. That is cool. Um, so, shout out to him. I hope he keeps trying, keeps making it. Um, I don't think he listens to the pod, but um, <laughs> he might someday. So, anyway, uh, anything else you'd like to say to the people? I have something. Something? Uh oh. Self promotion. So do it, baby. <laughs> I just wanted to say, <laughs> um, for well, one, everything that Reagan just said was amazing, and I really enjoyed listening to. If that did not pick up on the microphone, he just said as usual, <laughs> which is very true. <laughs> His things that you say are profound and wonderful, and that's why I married you. Um, <laughs> so I was, uh, going to say, for me, all the things that didn't sell at the collective, um, I am now opening that up for my Instagram for people who may want to, yeah, Instagram DM, I don't know, anything else, for people who were not in Texas or didn't go to the collective um basically i don't want to hang on to these items yeah. there's probably like six maybe seven left um depending on how many i can't remember um so well i wanted to say um if anybody's listening and who i don't know has seen these items haven't who, if you if you you're listening to me talk about them, you're like, ooh, I wonder what she's talking about. Um, if you have Instagram, you can go. <laughs> the, this is a very pitiful plug, so I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> just do it. Just do it. Uh, you can either go to my Instagram, which is at crshutger, or you can go to our Instagram, the Shuddies. That's the handle. It's just the Shuddies, and in the bio. My Instagram and Reagan's Instagram is in there. Um, if you click on mine, one of the recent posts are all the thing, all um, the items that I did not sell that I'm trying to sell again. Um, and I was thinking, I don't know, like if anybody likes any of that, or if you're like 
my girlfriend would like that, or my friend might like that, and you're interested, um, you can DM me and say that you're from the podcast, and I might give you 20% off, I don't know, or something like that. Hey, yo. <laughs> Use code podcast. Co- code the shutties and um, <laughs> I'll hit you up with a discount. Or if you just want to help out your girl, please. Um, please, I would really like that. But um, yeah, um, I I've really valued this time with Reagan to um, really just to, like take a minute yeah. and be away from town, away from. Austin, I mean, Austin's cool and all, but it gets old really fast, and, like, the hustle and bustle of everything is a lot, and it's so easy to just, like, when your head is buried in, like, work, and the cycle, and, like, just having, like, Sunday or Saturday and Sunday as your days off, and you're like, whew, that week was a lot, I'm glad I have a day off, and then, like, before you know it, it's over, and then you gotta jump right into the next week. Um, it can get really, really tiring, and you can overwork yourself really quickly. And right before we came out here to the beach, um, Reagan and I, we go to Red Rocks Church in Austin, and we um, went to a Saturday night service. And that service, um, the sermon was about uh, the pendulum between work and rest, um, and how those are two extremes um, and it's, it's important to have a balance between the two so I think coming out um, now for the couple days that we've been out here has been a good um, exercise of the rest part um, and just to take a minute mentally to um, be together in an environment like what we did was we we put ourselves in an environment that is conducive to rest for us. Yes. Um, knowing that, like, the beach itself yes. does not really provide rest, doesn't really provide peace. Mm-hmm. Um, it, for some people, is a vacation state of mind. For some people, is relaxing. Some people, is just another thing to do. Yeah. Um, but we know for ourselves as we're Christians, um, <laughs> we know that, like, the Lord is where our rest is found. So, it's it's not the mountains, it's not the beach, it's not your hometown, like, um, but by, for us, like, putting ourselves in a different location that encourages, like, quiet time, encourages rest, um, for us, allows us to be more focused and more in tune to the Lord who provides that rest. Um, So coming here spontaneously and just um, knowing that, like, you know, basically Reagan had a long weekend. Um, He was off Saturday, which was the collective, Sunday, and he's off today, Monday, and he works tomorrow. Um, And so that's not, like, taking a full week off of work, but it's, um, when we needed it, utilizing the time that we had in front of us to be like, well, let's do this. And we had the means to. Um, so I'm just thankful for that. And that's not everybody. Um, but I do want to encourage you guys listening that, like, if you on the inside of yourself feel like, I need a break. This has been a lot. I've been, like, burning the candle at both ends. 
Um, and I've been, or like if, if you're remembering, like, you know, a couple weeks ago I was really feeling burnt out, but I just kind of kept going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you have the um, option to take a day or two for yourself, yeah. and it, I mean, like, it doesn't have to be going to the beach or going to the mountains or doing whatever is, like, the bigger road trip or whatever that, like, would make you feel great. It could even just be going to the park for a day and, and doing something that makes you feel chilled out. Um, but prioritizing that is super important um, for your mental health and for the continuation of um, of you putting out your best in, in work, in relationships, and friendships, and all that. Um, and for Reagan and I, doing all this in the van that's halfway built out right. has been super cool um, because we've been able to visualize like this is what life could be like this is what life will be like living in the van um, as on our Instagram plugging Instagram again <laughs> um, at the Shuddies um, we put some stuff up about some pictures from, from our trip and uh, like a reel about it so like you'll be able to see like the state that the van is in currently right. um, it's definitely not all the way done no. we have insulation strips um, that are cushy and comfy cozy <laughs> and we put on on top of the floor as our bed right. to sleep on top of and that has been so comfortable that's what we're sitting on right now um, and there's still um, soundproofing that we can see like the yeah. a quarter of the ceiling is is um, done um, but it's totally functional. Yeah. We don't have any storage in here. It, but just like setting it up as as best as we can where we are now, and then going out into an environment that we would live like this in um, is it e it's even like motivational for us. Yeah. You know, because now we're like we can actually do this. Mm -hmm. It's not just an idea. Right. And we slept we slept in the van last night with it as comfortable as we could make it currently and that has given us uh, an idea of what life would be like yeah. and um it's just so cool it, it's really cool i was while reagan was fishing today i was chilling in the van and i was knitting um with the doors open and just enjoying the beach breeze and <laughs> and the shade and i was just marveling at how beautiful um and peaceful it is here and just um, living more minimal in the van centers me back onto like why we're doing this in the first place um, because we want to live with intention without the distraction of, of the things that don't necessarily matter or the things that like aren't of priority but that we've just gotten used to living with. Um, so yeah, it's really cool. I'm really thankful for yeah. this little trip. So anyway, I will hop off the soapbox. Something that I thought about when you were talking about that was um, how, as counterintuitive as it sounds, you do have to be very intentional and you have to ha kind of work hard at making sure that you get rest. Yeah. You know? Um, because we could have... And I've done this before where I'm like, I feel burnt out and I'm exhausted. And then I have a day where I like don't have anything scheduled and I just go to a coffee shop and I just like am chilling, I'm scrolling on YouTube or whatever. Um, 
you know, maybe go on a walk or something like that. And, um, and at the end of the day, it's like, I don't really feel that rested. Um, and, and maybe it ties back to what I said earlier about how like rest takes time, a little bit of time to get to that point. But also like we intentionally came to the beach, a, it was within our reach. Um, and it wasn't that much out of pocket to come here. Um, and B, we know that we feel more restful here. We found an environment that leads us towards rest. So if you have an environment at home, you listeners at home, if there's an environment for you, whether it's your favorite recliner and a good cup of tea or coffee, whether it's getting up in the morning and going for a sunrise run, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, um, um, going on a walk at a park, um, or, or whatever it might look like for you, you, you kind of have to be creative, intentional, and like forceful with yourself. Like, no, listen, we're going to do this. We're going to put ourselves in an environment of rest, an environment that leads me to calmness and peace, an environment that, um, offers me, um, distance from the busyness. Um, because we're so addicted to busyness that we can a hundred percent bring that busyness into our place of rest. You know, if we have a place of of rest, like even the beach, Mm -hmm. if we have a place of rest and then we spend the whole time thinking about how anxious we are about our money or about our family or about whatever it might be, we can totally just make it not restful (laughs) you know it's not all about the place but it's also not all about um your uh your your thought process your your mind is also led by the physical locale so um you know got to work both things together both the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual all has to work together um but in it when it does like cr mentioned um when you rest well you work even better And so if you're somebody who's all about work and all about like showing up and being the best you can be, rest is just as big a part of that as the hustle, as the grind, you know, like, like I I am a proponent of (laughs) working hard and and showing up and being an excellent version of yourself and, and being the most excellent thing you can be. I also recognize that I cannot do that 24 7, 365. Um, and I'm, we believe that, that God has implanted a rhythm into nature mm-hmm. of, of six days of work and one day of rest. And while he made that a law, and I don't think that it's really like a moral law anymore, um, it's still a really, really good principle to follow. Mm-hmm. And I think when you f- start to practice the rhythm of a day of Sabbath every, se- every six days, you'll find that you thrive so much easier. You'll find that you um, you are working so much better. You'll find that you your body is naturally like, okay, yeah, six days, I'm ready to take a break, and then take a day, and then you're back at it again. And Monday is, is, is not so much a drudgery like the memes are, <laughs> but like Monday's an excited, like we're get to, we get to get back to work. Um, so... I understand there's a lot of people out there with a lot of different experiences in life, with a lot of different um, jobs, so I'm not casting 
I have no intention to cast condemnation on anyone who doesn't have that opportunity to really truly rest, but I also want to challenge you to put away your excuses. Mm, that's good, um, baby. So I embrace the the challenges and I challenge you to put away excuses. Um, I embrace the diversity and I, I also challenge you to reduce the excuses. Say, no more excuses, I'm going to do this. Um, no matter what happens. <laughs> and um, truly, it's because I believe it's for your good. And it's for our good. And no matter how hard we work, like we need to stay, stop and rest. Yep. So, um, that's a word right there. And uh, with that note, adios amigos. Yeah. Um, have a good week. And we will uh, see you in the next one. Bye-bye. <laughs>